You know, there are many things I love about the Presbyterian Church and the Presbyterian congregations. And one thing I love is how all the congregation always sits in the back. I think, I think maybe we ought to start preaching from the back. Maybe that would work. Anyway, for the past several months, this church has been studying the life of Jesus and his disciples by watching the TV series, The Chosen, which I personally believe is very good. Last week, Pastor Lori talked about uh, a, a book in the Old Testament, Psalm 121. Maybe, maybe to remind us that there are other books in the Bible other than just the Gospels. So, this week, I'm going to take us back even a little further. We're going to go back to the fifth book of the Hebrew Bible, Deuteronomy. Now, in this text that we're going to look at, Moses is still with the people of Israel, but he's about to depart. As he tells the people, I am now 120 years old, and he turns the leadership over to Joshua. But before he departs, he reminds the people to be aware and to stay strong and faithful to the Lord. So listen to the word of the Lord to us this morning from Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. See, I've set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, your Father, that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in His ways and observing His commandments, decrees and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray, led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life as that, so that you and your descendants may live. Loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, holding fast to Him, for that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land of the Lord, swore to you and to your ancestors to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. <clears throat> o Lord, our God, your word is the lamp to our feet and the light to our path. Give us grace to receive your truth and faith and love that we may be obedient to your will and live always for your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I want us to listen again to a few verses from my reading this morning from Deuteronomy. And I'm paraphrasing here. This is God's word spoken through Moses to the people. Look at what I have done for you today. Choose life and prosperity or death and adversity. I am giving you a choice. Follow me and I will bless you and you will enter the land I have promised you. But if you are hard of heart 
you will not hear me and will follow others, who will lead you on their path, a path away from me, and then you will not last long in the land that I give you. Now if you obey me and stay on my path, that means life for you in length of days. Now let me go back just a little further in Deuteronomy and again listen to God's word speaking through Moses, which I'm paraphrasing. You saw what I did to Pharaoh and his servants as I led you out of slavery. I led you, I protected you for 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes, your sandals never wore out for those 40 years. When you faced adversity, I was with you and guided you through. I love you. So follow me and receive a blessing. Follow false gods and wooden idols and receive a curse. Now here's what's going on. The Israelites have been following Moses since, they were from, since they, he led them out of slavery. All their needs have been met, food, clothing, and water. Now they're getting ready to cross over into the land that God had promised them. A land that will offer them many, many wonderful things, but also challenges. Challenges that Moses is preparing the people for. So God reminds them what they have seen in their journeys thus far. They have seen the detestable wooden, stone, gold, and silver idols in the lands that they passed through. God tells them to be aware that there might be families, tribes, or someone among you sprouting an evil and poisonous root, determined to turn your hearts against God. For the Israelites entering a new land without Moses leading them, this may be a time of sadness. They're going to leave, Moses is going to depart. It may be a time of fear. Who's going to lead them? Or, or it might be a time of excitement. Perhaps the people will experience a sense of peace and calm after wandering in the wilderness. Maybe joy at finally settling into the promised land. However, to receive the blessing, this promise, Moses tells them they must be obedient and they must be trustworthy. Obedient and trust. At this time of year, many of you have been sending your young adults off to college for their freshman year. What a time of excitement. A feeling of maturity for our young children going off to school, right? These freshmen are going to face challenges just like many of us did when we went off, just like the Israelites going into their land. But it's going to, these challenges are going to require them to remember the promises they made to their parents. To be obedient and to be trustworthy. They are to be obedient in attending classes, studying, studying each night, Studying in the library if you can't study in the dorm. How many times did you hear that? And then trusting the guidance that they receive from their family, friends, and from the church. These challenges they face can be difficult. Now I know 
I know that many of you in this sanctuary and those of you watching online, you didn't have this problem. You were obedient and you were trustworthy. You breathed right through college. You were able to grasp that material with ease. You achieved the highest honors in each of your classes that you took. And then, of course, at graduation, you were at the top of your class. And then there were students like me. Like most freshmen, I was free from my parents. I could make my own decisions. I could sleep in, I could skip class, I could stay up late with my friends, and I would tell myself, I'll catch up with that material later. Oh boy, that was a poor decision. But when we enter college, we are on our own. <clears throat> Pardon me, no more supervision from our parents. No one making us get up early, going to class, doing homework. At college, we are free to explore those things that we thought maybe we had been held back from exploring before. That's how I visualize this new Jewish nation, nation facing their new challenges. Their leader who brought them out of slavery, led them through the wilderness, was about to turn them loose. But with instructions on how to perceive the Lord's blessing. Moses is warning the people that they will come face to face with others who do not believe in the God of Israel. People who worship idols and who will entice them to follow their God. So Moses' is emphasis is on the blessing of following the Lord and not the curse of following the others. <clears throat> what the people must remember is what God has done for them in their journey through the wilderness. God's continuing promise to be their faithful provider. God's promise to be their protector. And God's promise to always be present. God knew, knew the weaknesses of the people entering the promised land. Just as God knows our every weakness. Idol worship was widespread in ancient times. And that was the one thing that could anger God. Remember, remember the first commandment. No other gods before me. Now some of you may be thinking I'm crazy talking about idol worship. You may say things like, worshiping idols was only in ancient times. Look around our chancel area, preacher. There's no altar, there's no graven images. However, we must be careful what we believe an idol to be in the 21st century. Author and pastor and theologian Kate Bacchus wrote this about idolatry, quote, idolatry is what we call this desire to manipulate God, to come up with our own idea who God is, to formulate the rules God has to obey, and to honor that idea of God with our words and our thoughts. 
<clears throat> idolatry is to worship that image of God. It is the creation of a God we can name and control for our own benefit. When the people of Israel became afraid and impatient, they turned from trusting the God of Israel. So how do we behave when we feel that way, when we're afraid, when we're frustrated, impatient? Do we turn from our belief in Jesus? Do we turn from our belief in God? Do we believe, do we begin looking for something of our own making? Idols that we have created, believing that they will bring us peace and security? Do we knowingly seek out bad behavior, believing that that is where we will find comfort and peace? No, no, not us. We turn from man-made idols, and we turn to the church of Jesus Christ. This church is perhaps entering into a new era, so to speak, or a new land. After two years of navigating the pandemic, we were closed for a period of time, and, and folks, maybe, maybe, some of them, maybe some of them wondered like the Israelites. Maybe they found something else to do on Sunday mornings. But now we are open and starting with various programs. We heard many of them last week, like the Christian Education Program for all ages. We're strengthening the mission group where everyone in the church can be involved in one way or another. We're engaging the congregation in fellowship, visitation through social media. Confirmation classes are starting, a children's choir, and of course our women and men's groups. The church, through all its different activities, will fortify our obedience, our trust in God's words, and provide that continued guidance and focus that we need. Focus on God so we will not be tempted to follow the idols of the 21st century. But we must acknowledge where our true loyalties lie, regardless of how the perceived difficulties may, may be. And then we must demonstrate and live out our loyalties. And living out our loyalties, our commitment to obedience and trust is our challenge. But when we rely on the church of Jesus Christ, our path will be the Lord's path. Righteousness will be our goal. Goal worship will be to, to the creation. God of creation is our service. Loving and serving humankind is our call. This will keep us connected to God, the church, and one another, and away from straying to that false word, or as Moses described it, a curse. Now, when we choose to walk in the ways of the Lord, reconciled to one another, we will experience God's blessing. 
and our way of life will be abundant. Trusting and being obedient to God removes the veil that has covered our eyes and our path will now be visible as we gladly answer God's call. So Moses' message to the Israelites is the message for us as well. Today I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Friends, it is your decision. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us continue our worship in prayer together. Gather us, God, under your wings. Shelter us from the news of this world. Grant us refuge and respite so that we can be still and remember that we truly are yours. We seek your light, but our hope fades in the face of overwhelming need. As people of faith, we dare to pray for a better world, claiming your love in Christ that welcomes and includes all creation. Hear us as we pray especially for refugees and those experiencing homelessness. People in countries ravaged by conflict and war, especially the Ukraine and Afghanistan. Political leaders working for peace and international harmony. All who strive to save the earth from devastation and destruction. You are holy, God of majesty, and your spirit is everywhere, guiding us to beauty, truth, and goodness. As summer months roll into fall and we re-embrace work and school routines, we praise you for the many ways you show up for us, even when we are distracted or lost. Hear us as we praise you, especially for this church, committed to the challenges of discipleship. The legacy of saints we've loved and now miss, most recently Tom, John, and Clara. The love of our families, the strength and support of friends, the communities to which we belong, and the people who know us by name, encouragement and kindness that keep us going when the road gets rough. Resurrecting God, you make all things new, and we pray for, for the renewal of our world, the healing of wounds, the righting of wrongs, and the strengthening of your people. Hear us as we pray especially for those who are searching for purpose and peace, families suffering from separation, those who are isolated by sickness or grief, those suffering with addiction and other diseases, those seeking escape from life itself. We praise you, God of glory, for your attention and your presence with us in prayer. We thank you for being in relationship with us. Hear us now as we collectively pray the prayer Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Friends, we have more to offer than we recognize or realize. God has given us an abundance of gifts. Today we give thanks for the musical gifts of Ivy and Eddie and Janae and Sietze. And today is also First Food Sunday. If you might remember, there are bags in our narthex. You can take those home with you and fill them up with groceries for our food pantry at Montclair Elementary School. Bring them back next week. But either way, let us faithfully respond to our generous God by presenting our tithes and our offerings in this moment.
pray together our prayer of dedication. O God, our creator and redeemer, we give you these gifts knowing that they will be used to feed and house your people. This offering we share is with joy and thanksgiving. Amen. Now join me in hymn number 65 for our closing hymn. choice to follow the Lord, you aren't going to be going through this journey alone. The Lord is behind you, the Lord is in front of you, the Lord is beside you, both sides, above you and under you, guiding, supporting, and loving you on your journey. So know that and go in peace and serve the Lord. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and give you peace. On the promises of Christ my King, whose eternal ages let his praises sing. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing on the promises, standing